Whether you're fly fishing in a stream, getting those ankles wet, or deep in the ocean casting nets, fish nerds, fish nerds, fish nerds, it's a podcast. Just for the halibut! Fried in a basket or broiled in a Hello bag. and welcome to the Fish Nerds, a show about fish, fishing, and eating fish that's always interesting, usually funny, and mostly true. I'm Clay Groves, Chief Executive Fish Nerd. Licensed Fishing Guide, and your best friend. Tonight, we are so lucky because we have a special co-pilot tonight, Reed Messerschmidt, host and creator of the Irrational Exuberant Podcast, which is a podcast, but it is also art. And before he talks, uh, I first found his podcast before I met him, and then I met him and at Podcast Movement last summer, and... I was starstruck. I had trouble talking to him. Welcome to the show, uh, Reed. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm so yeah. excited to be here. That's pretty great. Um, but before we get to you, it's not all about you, Reed. Um, it's, not. About, it's about me. Tonight on the show, we got a lot going on tonight. We have uh, Fish Guy Follows. Fish Guy Josh is back with his fishy social media pick of the week. Uh, we're going to talk about the Piscatomy Awards, the biggest awards in fishing coming up in January. We're going to ha- talk, update you on our gross bait contest. Uh, we're going to talk about Reed and his fish nipples. Uh, we're going to talk about magnet fishing. And we have to decipher a 1948 comic book uh, where the back cover has an advertisement selling the magic fish nerds. So a lot to do tonight. So, um, and before I do that, Reed, I don't know if you heard last week's show. Did you hear last week's show? I haven't. I'm sorry. Okay. Last week's show, we, we featured a news story. Uh, about a, a guy who relieved his constipation by inserting an eel in his anus. Uh, and so my apology has to go out this week. I heard from some listeners who said we laughed far too much about that, and we never actually came out against uh, the animal cruelty involved with putting an eel in your anus. Now, uh, Reed, how do you relieve your constipation? You know, that's never been a problem for me, Yeah, Clay. Yeah, <laughs> just, just nice loose bowels, right? No problem. Right. Right. Well, um, one could theoretically use an eel to relieve your constipation, as the news last week said. Turns out that's false. You cannot do that. It doesn't work. And it might even be uh, illegal in some states. So uh, if you have the urge, I'm going to come out. I have to come out blatantly against this. I am against inserting eels into your rectum to relieve constipation or any other kind of anal problems. Unless you have the eel's consent. <laughs> That's right. Written consent from the eels. And if you are going to do an eel, please choose an electric eel or a moray eel. So at least it's a fair fight. Absolutely. So, yeah. 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 So my apologies to those people who thought that I was making light of sticking eels in your butt. Um, you are right. I was making light of it because it was funny. You should get over it. And also, I, I want to be clear. I am not for it. I am against it. But I am also... I have trouble being sad that it happened because what a great story. <laughs> Clay, would people be upset if the gentleman had used, say, a snake or just turned the eel, if the eel went in backwards? <laughs> so we had a good chance of getting out? Right. Yeah. The, the, <laughs> the eel would wriggle its way out fairly unscathed. Yeah. I, I imagine people who love eels are highly protective of eels. And um, I don't know how they feel about snakes. I don't have a snake expert. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, if you are a snake expert and you do know about inserting snakes into rectums, please call the Fish Nerds hotline. I need to talk to you. 607-378-FISH. It's really important. 
So anyway, that apology is out of the way. That is old news. We need to move forward. I'm glad if you heard that story, you are still with us. And if you left us, then you probably God, weren't going to be a long-time listener anyway. Because <laughs> it's funny. Now, Reed, you make the yes. Irrationally Exuberant um, podcast. I do. You do. And uh, before we get too deep in here, um, I first found that when you did your Flat Earth episode. I think it was right about the same time I did my Flat Earth episode. And any podcaster knows the best way to get new listeners is to put Flat Earth in your title uh, because it's, it's so trendy and cool. Uh, now, when you make your podcast, I have trouble deciphering truth and fiction. Is your podcast, which is also art, an act of fact, fiction, or something in the middle? You know, I like to keep it ambiguous. Mm -hmm. I, I want there to be a lot of facts that you feel you need to uh, second guess me on. You know, go in and do your homework after an episode. Yeah, and it, and it really is a piece of art. I said this before. Um, when you listen to it, you need to pay attention. Uh, there's a lot of hidden jokes. There's music. There's voices. It's highly produced. And you, have, you only have about a dozen episodes out, right? Right, right. Because it takes you months to get the work done. They take forever. Right. They take not, a very, very long time. Not like that fraud artist Jackson Pollock who just slaps things on canvas. You're working on stuff. You know, I like Jackson Pollock. No, you don't. I do. Yeah, um, I mean, you know, you stand in front of a Pollock in person. Mm -hmm. It's a, a whole different bag of potatoes, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like there's a lot of paint on those things, and it, you can feel the weight of it kind of. Uh, right. So if you're, if you're measuring art by mass then he's excellent. The, probably the best. The best. The most, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, the most paint. But yeah, I don't like that guy. Uh, <laughs> I, I like to think, uh, yeah, I, I'm using the most paint in my podcast. Um, <laughs> I'm really, really throwing a lot at the wall and it's, seeing what happens. Yeah, it's really a lot of fun. And you're also working on a new podcast, which launches on Monday. Yes. Yes, It's called Reed me. Messerschmidt Gets Metal. Right. Yes, with, with yeah. Robert Piller. He's my co-host. Yeah, I like that um, you named it a something that no one could ever possibly spell. Yeah, I I, I tend to do that. I guess, yeah. um, you know, it's uh, everything I make has kind of a the the underlying message is I dare you to like this. Yeah. You don't want <laughs> to find it. You can't. Yeah, no like, one's going to stumble upon your work. <laughs> right, right. And once you do, like, you know, I'm I'm going to do everything I can to turn you away. Yeah, um, but you know, hopefully there's value in sticking around. I think there is. All right, and speaking of pasties, um, I, I reason, one of the reasons I had you on the show, yeah. first of all, I, I, is I my my co-host I was going to have on tonight decided he couldn't be here, uh, and so I put out a, a call to to co-host tonight on Facebook, and you said, "Oh, me, me, me." Uh, but more importantly, when I was in Philadelphia, we didn't record this um, then. You kept talking about your nipples. Uh, and I found I found the nipples intriguing, um, interesting. And can you let's talk a little bit about how how your nipples and fish are related? Because you don't go in the water because of your nipples, right? I'll go in a, a swimming pool. Okay, hesitantly, you know, I've, I've got a kid, so I have to occasionally go in a pool. I find that's one of the side effects of parenting. But <laughs> I do, will not go in a lake or an ocean. Because I am I, I do not care for underwater creatures, <laughs> and I do. I like to be able to see my entire body at all times. Mm -hmm. So like, what about the Caribbean where it's really clear water? Ah, uh, still not interested. Not interested. All right. Yeah. So, so tell me what traumatic event happened to make it so that you must see 
all your parts all the time. I was swimming in a lake. I live in Fargo, North Dakota, where fairly near lake country, Minnesota, the land of 10,000 lakes. Oh, yeah. And, and some of the biggest ice fishing competitions in the world up that way. Absolutely. A lot of ice fishing going on. Um, so I was swimming in this lake, whatever. I don't know. What do you do? I never know what to do once I get in water. I'm just like, <laughs> okay, here I am. I, I think I'm, I'm, just, I'm constitutionally incapable of having fun, I think is what I realized. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I, I'm just I'm just sitting there, and uh, a, a fish bit my nipple. Yeah, I I find that troubling and hard to believe. Because <laughs> you told me this story before, I'm like, I don't think that happened. What what kind of fish was it? I I, I imagine it was a sunfish. I didn't actually see this happen, mm-hmm. and you're not alone in not believing me because nobody I was with <laughs> believed me either. Right. But so you tell me about. So you're in the water. You don't see it happen. You feel something clamp down or latch on, as it were, mm-hmm. uh, to your nipple. What, what's your reaction? What do you do? How does one react to a fish clamping onto its nip- onto your nipple? I think I just yelled, ah, yeah. my nipple. <laughs> Mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was, I was with friends. Uh-huh. And um, yeah, I just yelled and said that a fish had bit my nipple. And they all said, that is not a thing that happens. <laughs> it's impossible. <laughs> But but then, mm-hmm. ten minutes later, my uh, friend Marshall, mm-hmm. uh, who is a much more reliable narrator than myself, right, um, also had his nipple bit by a fish at the same time. Yeah, like ten minutes later. I imagine it was the same fish. I you know I don't want to kink shame or anything, but some no no I mean some, some freaky deaky sex crazed sunfish mm-hmm. just just swimming around looking for uh, nipples to. To bite. All right. Well, if you are on the YouTubes at all, and you just type in the phrase "fish bites nipple," mm-hmm. you will find a video called "fish bites nipple," uh, <laughs> and where a where a aquarium fish jumps out of the water and bites somebody's nipple. So, uh, it is a thing. I feel very validated. Yeah. So you are not the first person bit by uh, a fish on the nipple. Probably won't be the last, but you may be the last one who talks about it. Because I would imagine this is one of those things that happens to you. You're inclined not to bring it up ever. It's, yeah, it's a silent epidemic. Yeah. Uh, every year, I, I just will PSA here. <laughs> every year, thousands of people are bitten on the nipple by fishes and are afraid to talk about it. But yeah. please know that you're free and here on the Fish Nerds podcast to come on and talk about fish and nipples. Anytime you want, please call the hotline and leave your fish nipple stories with us, and we will love and support your fish nipples. This is a safe space. And I should say in the fish's defense that I do have long, worm-like nipples. Mm. Well, now we know so much. Um, Mm. So much. Incidentally, um, our friend Rich Collins, who is our fly fishing pop correspondent tonight, just sent a Facebook message out that he closed his nipple into a... uh, Fireproof strong box. So, oh my God. Uh, there are worst thing, there are worst things that can happen to your nipples. <laughs> so, when you're making your list of bad nipple experiences, uh, fish are not probably at the very top of the list. There is a, a story behind that. I don't know I the story. That's all I know right now. It is breaking <laughs> news just in over Facebook. I yeah. Not looking it up. Yeah. More as it comes in. Yeah, we will be sure to have a developing that. story throughout the night. If it comes up the next hour, it will, it will come up. So, 
Well, I'm glad we had this talk. And so, yep. so do you, you don't swim in lakes at all anymore? I haven't in a very long time. I, I mean, to be fair, I don't find myself at the lakes very often mm-hmm. and certainly not near an ocean. And, um, do you, and do you fish ever? I don't. I am a vegetarian. You can, well, uh, some fish so, are too. Right. True. But I do not fish. Are no. you against fishing? I am not against fishing. I think it's okay. I just don't yeah. do it myself. I know. I'm, it's funny because my, my logical brain, the brain that like does math and thinks about things, thinks fishing is a cruel sport. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't make, especially catch and release fishing. Like if you're catching a fish, just take a photo and let it go. Seems like a horrific thing to do to a fit to an animal. Mm-hmm. However, the animal part of my brain, the berserker side of my brain, thinks it's awesome, and that part of my brain is way more powerful than the smart side of my brain. So I fish but every yeah. single time. I I feel guilt after. Right. Well, you know, I'm attempting to engage the animal side of my brain with this new metal podcast. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's going to unleash something in me and I'm just going to become a, a full fledged carnivore. And, uh, you, you should know, just bite, bite the heads off fishes on stage. Now right. tell me about your metal podcast. Is that metal podcast? Like, is it about the music? Is it about you being badass metal? What is it? Is it about metallurgy? What is it? What is it about? It, it's, it's about the, uh, I am not metal. I, mm-hmm. I am very, uh, not your average metal person. Well, let me describe you to, to listeners. So they mm-hmm. can visualize what you look like. Sure. You've got, uh, like long black curly hair. Right. You you wear um, a pirate shirt like with big ruffles in the front all the time, mm-hmm. yeah. and you have black eyeliner on all the time, and your teeth are sharpened to points. So yeah. this seems like a natural podcast we'd make. Well, that it's would make me that list. would make me goth, not metal. Oh. There's a big there's a big difference. <laughs> not even like eighties metal. Yeah, the sharpened uh, part that yeah, No, no, to, to full goth. Uh, which I'm, I, I'm in favor of. Goth is, yeah. I, I, I can handle that. Metal's, it, metal is just a whole different thing. It just, it feels like being yelled at. Uh, <laughs> about, and, yeah, it feels like a grown man yelling at you about his feelings. It really is. I'm so sad. Blah 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 blah. Yeah, right. Now, is your podcast about the music or about the culture or is it storytelling? What is it? It's, it's, a, it's a bit of both. I, I don't understand metal. I don't understand why anybody would ever listen to it, mm-hmm. and I don't understand the culture. And I want to understand it because it's out there and it's big and it's so, kind of segregated from the rest of the culture. It is. You know? so, it's a deep dive. You're coming in from the outside, going in. Yeah. Investigative journalism. I found a, a mentor, a metal mentor, uh-huh. and he's trying to lead me um, into becoming metal. Down the dark side of the metal. Right, right. Yeah. So we'll see how it goes because I'm kind of a snob. Well, I can't wait to hear it uh, next week. So we'll put links yep. up at fishnerds.com mm-hmm. and we'll share it all over the Fish Nerds Facebook groups and things. Okay. Yeah. Uh, quick update. Uh, we are running a stinky bait contest. We want to hear about your grossest bait you've ever used or heard about. And we are giving away prizes for this. So if you win this, you're going to win a Fish Nerds beanie. It's a winter beanie. And this is made... Uh, from the fur, from the very, very rare fur-bearing trout. Um, wow. So, yeah, this, this trout is very impossible to find. And we found a few left on Earth, and we made hats out of them. Uh, and the liner 
is made from the belly skin of the northern Atlantic bearded hagfish. So really fuzzy, warm thing. Uh, and these hats are great. And you can win that by calling 607-378-FISH and tell us about your stinkiest bait. Your call should sound a lot like this. Hey, my name is Clay from New Hampshire, and the stinkiest bait I ever used was a piece of liver that I put in a jar in the sun for six days and used to catch catfish. I uh, hope I win your contest. Goodbye. And that's it. And we will randomize the results. And so it's not stinkiest bait wins. It's anyone can win. And so far, we only have four stupid entries. And I'm not going to run this contest with four entries. So if you don't call us, you can't win. And those four people who called can't win if you don't call. So call 607-378-FISH and, and tell us about your stinky bait. And by the way, I'm not fact-checking this. You can make crap up. I'm Reed from North Dakota, and I use my own nipples to catch fish. <laughs> but they smell really good. It <laughs> doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> They're perfumed. My nipple stink catches the most <laughs> fish on earth. Yeah. Hey, have you done your holiday shopping yet? Well, if you've got anglers on your list, check out Fisher Guiding Gift Certificates. Uh, and you can redeem them for guided fishing trips and charters around the world, including trips with the Fish Nerds Guide Service. That's me. Uh, fishing Fisher Guiding has guides in over 25 countries, over 2,000 trip options to book online, and continues to add more every day. Plus, Fisher Guiding has put together a gift guide on their blog with 10 recommended gift items from brands in fishing or the outdoor space. And each brand has donated one item for a giveaway. Anyone who buys a Fisher Guiding gift certificate worth 50 bucks or more by Christmas will automatically be entered to win one of them. Very exciting. Uh, and exclusively for Fish Nerds Nation, that's you. Fisher Guiding is offering a 5% bonus value on gift certificates now through Christmas. Christmas. And when you buy a gift certificate on fisherguiding.com, there is a space to write a special message to the recipient in that box. Make sure you also write the message to the Fisher Guiding team and tell them you heard about this gift idea from the Fish Nerds. And they'll add an extra 5% bonus on to the amount that you purchased. Uh, my guide service, the Fish Nerds, has partnered with Fisher Guiding since last year. Um, it's actually been really great. I, last year, ice fishing, most of my clients, I'd say about 70% came from Fisher Guiding. So if you're Died, they're worth being worth with, and if you're fine, they're easy to find. So it works out really well. Very modern way to plan and book your next fishing trip. Fisherguiding.com, the modern way to book fishing trips. You can buy gift certificates online at fisherguiding.com slash gift dash certificates. That's fisherguiding.com slash gift dash certificates. Thank you guys for um, supporting the podcast. We like having new sponsors. And of course, we love you because your product is good and it works. So um, thanks a bunch. All right. Next up is Fish Guy Follows. Our friend Fish Guy Josh takes a break from hanging out with his wife, Mrs. Fish Guy, and shares his social media 
uh, fun with you on our next segment, Fish Guy Follows. Thank you, Fish Guy. Welcome, fellow fish nerds, to the latest edition of Fish Guy Follows with me, your host, Fish Guy Josh, where we take a look at some of the fishiest things in social media, including Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, you name it, we cover it. So hang on tight while the rest of this song rocks your face off, and then sit back and relax. It's time for Fish Guy Follows. Welcome back, Fish Nerd Nation, to another edition of Fish Guy Follows. It is I, Fish Guy Josh, ready to take you down the social media rabbit hole of this week's fishy subject. And we're going to stick with our theme of the last Fish Guy Follows, where we talked about bluegill ultralight fishing. We're going to stay on that bluegill theme, but we're going to jump platforms this week. We're going to go over to one of my favorite platforms, and that's Instagram. And on Instagram, we're going to be looking at Mr. Bruce Condello. Now, when you're looking for him on Instagram, that's Bruce Condello, all one word, B-R-U-C-E-C-O-N-D-E-L-L-O, Bruce Condello. Now, when you check out this profile, what you're going to find as far as posting frequency is, uh, this guy posts quite a few um, pictures, um, you know, every day, every other day, sometimes multiple times in a day. It kind of all depends, but in general, you're not going to get, you know, weeks on end without a post from this guy. Now, what are you going to find on Bruce Condello's Instagram page? Well, let's just take a look at his profile, and it says, Freshwater Fish Fanatic and Big Bluegill Enthusiast. All photos taken with my smartphone. So that pretty much says what you're going to find. This guy is definitely into freshwater fishing, and he is definitely into some big bluegill. Now, when I say big bluegill, I mean big bluegill. Some of the slabs that this guy posts are unbelievable. I mean, really cool bluegill, green sunfish hybrids, monster bluegill, monster red eye. I mean, this guy is really posting some fantastic pictures. I feel like maybe he's got some filters on some of these photos, but either way, they are just absolutely gorgeous pictures. Now, you're also going to find a lot of other freshwater fish uh, pictures on here. You're going to see a lot of smallmouth bass, some crappie from time to time, and a couple of unique ones thrown in here and there. Uh, this guy's got some really great fishing picks. A lot of the other stuff you're going to find on his page is just really interesting photos of some pretty cool stuff. Uh, a lot of cool shots of uh, picturesque nature scenery, uh, sunsets, skylines, things like that. You're also going to see a lot of alcohol. When I say a lot, I mean, it, it's it's not the majority of his fee, but every now and then peppered in here, he's got a lot of cool shots of whatever he happens to be drinking that day, anything from brandy to tequila to bourbon. But it looks like pretty nice stuff that he's drinking. We're not talking about, like, you know, low-end low end booze he's just posting pictures of here. But that is kind of few and far between. Again, the bread and butter of what you're going to see here is really a lot of awesome pictures of gigantic bluegill. I don't know where he's catching all these fish from, but let me tell you, this guy knows where to find them. And this is this is some really intense shots here. And I really enjoy following this guy, not just because it's a shot of a big bluegill, but because he takes really good photography. And if this is all on a smartphone, this guy really has some skill with said smartphone because he knows what he's doing. So give him a follow. Check him out on Instagram. That's Bruce Condello, 
all one word, B-R-U-C-E-C-O-N-D-E-L-L-O. And as usual, you can always follow me, Fish Guy Josh, on all my social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. They're all the same. One, one word, Fish Guy Josh. Thanks for your time, fish nerds, and I'll see you on the next go-round. And we're back. Reed is still with us. Reed is from the Irrational Exuberant Podcast. And the Reed Messenger, Reed Finds Metal. What's your podcast? Reed Messerschmitt Gets Metal with Robert Piller. (laughs) Good luck on that. Um, All right. And you've been doing some magnet fishing. I want to talk about magnet fishing. And for those who don't know, magnet fishing is not fishing for magnets, but using magnets for your bait. You just tie a magnet to a piece of rope, throw it in a lake or the ocean, and see what you catch. There are tons of YouTube channels dedicated just to this. Um, but Reed, you've done it. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it was you or someone else that mentioned it in Philadelphia, but I was intrigued. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a, a, maybe a better name for magnet fishing would be garbage fishing. Yes. Cause that's where you catch it. <laughs> yes. You are fishing for garbage. Um, it is pretty fun. I, I did it a few times this summer. Well, um, before you tell us what you caught and all that, what's your setup like? Let's, let's talk gear. Yes. Talk your magnet a, and your rope and all the things. Yes. It is a long, pe- a, a, a long nylon rope, a long uh-huh. orange nylon rope. I wanted it to be orange so I could see a little bit where mm-hmm. it was going. Um, just tied to a, a, a fairly strong magnet that can theoretically lift up to 350 pounds. Holy smokes. But that's only, I think, if I could lift up to 350 pounds. stuff <laughs> Limited by the user. Yeah, right. Um, it's very small, and it was very inexpensive. You can get them on Amazon, um, but your, your keys are going to stick to them. Um, but <laughs> <That's good. laughs> it sticks to everything. Um, and then, yeah, you just tie the rope around the magnet. Good, good tight knot. And you, you throw it as far out into whatever body of water you're, you're near as you can and um, just pull it back in. See what's, what's stuck to that magnet. All right. So let's, let's go to your very first experience. Right. You're a magnet fishing virgin. Mm-hmm. You pop your magnet cherry by throwing that thing in the lake. Your first catch is what? Fish hooks. Lots of fish <laughs> hooks. Well, like rusty old hooks or some good ones? R- r- rusty old fish hooks. Um, yeah, a lot of that I'm near, uh, the red river of the North. Uh, it's, it's very close to my home. Um, so that's where I was uh, doing my magnet fishing and yes, it was just garbage, uh, fish, fish hooks and rebar, rebar, a lot of rebar. That's amazing. Rebar is not garbage. I I mean, I don't really have any use for it. So not um, yet, not yet, not yet. Yeah. Uh, I found, let's see, what did I, what did I get of any value? A couple lures that were not bad mm-hmm. um, and a, uh, a fidget spinner. Ooh, did it still spin? No, oh, no, 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 no. It, it was purple and rusty. So you're saying you got garbage. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's garbage fishing. Oh, I, that's, I, so that's fun. Uh, yeah. I want to do it. It was a good time. And everybody that sees you magnet fishing is going to ask what you're doing. Yes. And you have uh, uh, an interesting thing to tell them, and uh, they'll stop and talk to you for a while. 
That's amazing. And and so do you have any hopes and dreams? Like is your what's your dream catch? Ooh, I don't I don't know. I mean a knife or something. Uh, uh some kind of murder weapon. Uh something <laughs> I want to control can, uh, who lives and who dies. Uh, well, I don't not for me to use, but oh, okay. uh, that has previously <laughs> been used and that I can, you know, use for blackmail potentially. Amazing. Yeah, I, it's funny. I bought a magnet on Amazon that can pick up 150 pounds, and I put it on my boat this summer, and I can't find it. And I know it's on the boat somewhere, and it's probably yeah. stuck to the bottom of something, Right. but it's invisible. Like, I've been looking everywhere for it. I bought it, can't find it, because I want to drop it to the depths of Silver Lake and see what's down there, and I can't find it. Right. I, I definitely want to try in some other bodies of water. Mm-hmm. Um the Red River is is sort of limited in what you're going to find, and you're going to lose magnets. I haven't yet, but I've gotten real close. It'll get stuck to, you know, something yep. connected to the ground, like some old dock or, mm. or something, and uh, it becomes very difficult to. Well, it might get wedged it. between something too, so not just right, sticking right. to something. Now, I want to try it ice fishing, but I imagine that's very limiting because you can drop it down one little hole at a time. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's exactly right. You kind of have to throw it and then walk and kind of just lead it. Yeah. You know, lead it around, cover a lot of, of ground. Yeah. And and the biggest thing you've picked up? Rebar. Rebar. Yeah. yeah how, big, how big? Big, big rebar. Uh, probably four feet of rebar. That's amazing. What do you do with it? Uh, I just, I, I, I threw threw it away. <laughs> you know, better better in the garbage, I think, than the bottom of the, the river. I think you probably. Know, if nothing else, you're cleaning up a little bit. You've done your civic duty. Yeah, you're, uh, you're a, a conservationist. You're a hero. Right, a hero. I think that's probably the best way. It's right? <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yeah, no, I, I, I would recommend it. I think it's, uh, it's, it's interesting. It's fun. It's, you know, it's exactly like fishing, except you could pull up anything as long as it's metal. And nothing's dead. Nothing's dead. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and now, do you um, support catch and release magnet fishing? <laughs> I would. I mean, don't throw the garbage back. Okay, good. I just, yeah. I, I'm imagining. Here's how I'm visualizing it: You're catching this big rebar, holding it up, and taking a selfie, and then kissing it and throwing it back. Or right. even better, doing the release like you're a fly fisherman, like a real gentle, lay it down the water and. <laughs> Let it sink to the bottom. I mean, if you catch some sort of like sentient lake robot, yeah, you know, by all means, okay. throw it back. Now, do you think if you are magnet fishing and you catch garbage and you toss that garbage back in the lake, is that littering or is that replacing the same litter you found? <sighs> I mean, I I don't think you could get in trouble for littering. I I mean, you probably could. I, it'd be a difficult argument. Mm-hmm. And a, any license requirements for this job? Not as far as I know. Right. I haven't looked into it though. Well, a lot, a lot to dig in on the magnet fishing. We will report back as more details unfold. Uh, thank you, Reed, for sharing. Yeah, that <laughs> silliness with us. <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous. It really is. Yeah, uh, yeah. My wife is like, uh, um, she thinks I'm very, very dumb for doing it. I just, you know, it's it's a special kind of nerd. <laughs> to do that kind of stuff and I, I i respect that yeah well and you know i i recently m- sort of got into uh metal detecting not oh. fully into it but enough to you Get know make time. me like a, a weird old man um so this is the logical 
progression. It makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, although those who don't, so, so those, if you watch someone as a metal, metal detector, you're going to hate that person. However, if you're the one doing it, you're going to love it. <laughs> it's so fun. It's ridiculous. It's so fun. You just, yeah. I mean, again, you're just digging up garbage like 98% <laughs> of the time. Yeah. It's all, it's going to be a lot of pop tops, but every once in a while you find like a quarter or a <laughs> yeah, there's a toy hard- car or something. And it's, it's a thrill. It feels like a magic trick that you like re- found and retrieved a thing from the earth. Well, you think of any kind of fishing as, an, and I would say metal detecting is, is, is like fishing. It's an act of hope, right? So if right. you're fishing, you get this great big body of water and you have this tiny hook with a tiny piece of bait on it. Mm-hmm. And so you're, you toss that in the lake and the odds of you getting anything reasonable is zero. But you do it because you're hopeful, right? Same thing with magnet right. fishing and metal detecting. And once in a while, you get your trophy. So, Well, and really, it's just a reason to be outside, yeah. right? Like, yeah, you, you, you know, you can go for a walk, but uh, for how long? Right, walking like, sucks. Yeah. Right. The truth is, is exercising sucks. So you got to make it an activity. This episode of the podcast is also also brought to you by you, our listeners over at patreon.com. Uh, if you listen to the show and you want to support it financially, go to patreon.com slash fish nerds and give us a dollar. We're hoping everyone give us $1. We have uh, thousands of listeners. And if every one of you guys gave us a dollar an episode, I could quit all my jobs and focus exclusively on making fishing content as my job. That would be really amazing. Uh, so uh, patreon.com slash fish nerds. If you give us dollar an episode, you'll be our best friend. You give us $2 an episode, I'll be mailing you a, a fishing who rag, fish nerds who rag. They're coming in in January. So if I owe you one, it's coming. Hold on to your horses. They're on the way. Uh, $5 an episode gets you a fish nerds hat or beanie. And those are in. I have those in stock and ready to ship. Uh, and if you give us uh, 25 bucks an episode, I'll mention your business on the show, like our friends over at Laps, Lopes, <laughs> LopesTax.com. Uh, also, you all, every donor will get an exclusive Fish Nerds Christmas card this year. If you get in before Christmas time, you will get the annual Christmas card. Very, very popular every year. Everyone loves it. And in addition, you will get a decal. Yeah, a decal coming in soon. Also, we've been out of those for quite a long time. And our friend Liam from BackwoodsGraphics.com makes those for us. And we appreciate it. Liam, thank you. He also supports us on Patreon. We love it. And he's also from New Hampshire. So we always support indie podcasts and support indie print shops and whoever local businesses you can. So uh, Patreon.com slash Fish Nerds. <clears throat> All right. So um, read our friend Olaf. And he's from somewhere in the middle of the country. And he's a total fish nerd. He's a species angler. Mm-hmm. Which means he likes to catch you know multiple species of fish. He's uh he runs I think he runs the North uh, American Native Fish Association. He's an artist, makes beautiful fish art. Sent me some shirts, um, but he sent me a uh, ad from a 1948 comic book, and on the back of it, the headline is "Fisherman, amazing new invention helps catch more fish. Use magic fish nerds and fish." Even at night, where the big ones hide, no boat, no reel, no special bait. Uh, so the, I've been looking at all of the internets to find out what 
the magic fish nerds are. Reed, have you looked at this little? little I I, dug, I dug today. Yes, I've I've been staring at this thing. Yeah, endlessly, and I I did research. I did everything I could think of. Yeah, I, let me let me read it. Right. Um, let me read the ad, and then we'll. There's a little comic, and we'll read the comic strip. We'll do the voices here in a second. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, but it says it's now easy to fish as far as 100 feet from shore. No boat, no reel, no special bait necessary. Magic Fish Nerds does all the work. It hooks the big ones. Use any bait. Easy to use. No shadow scare. Noiseless. You have to. You have complete control of the line at all times. Tease, move back and forward. Magic Fish Nerds goes where you want it. In weeds, bulrushes, under trees. No fuss, no bother, no tangles. You can't mess with Magic Fish Nerds. Introductory offer includes amazing new Magic Fish Nerds with full instructions plus fishing guide if you order now. So, have no idea what it is still. No idea. I mean, it's got to just be a lure of some sort. I don't know. I mean, you're not using a reel. You're not using special bait and no boat. So, and there's a little cartoon on here. Do you want to, you want to talk us through, through this cartoon? Yeah. Um, so there's a, a young lad <laughs> um, with uh, blue hair as, you know, black hair is in cartoons. Like Superman. Holding just a line of fish. Yeah. Just, uh, he's got so many fish. Mm-hmm. He's had a very successful time on the on the water. They all smile. Oh, they are. Uh, uh, they they're thrilled. Mm-hmm. They can't get enough of looking at this this mm-hmm. character, and they 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 can't believe how many uh, fish he caught. Yeah, and so there's one little kid there with a sailor hat on, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, he's got a sailor on, kind of uh, a jughead, maybe like a a junior jughead kind of fella. Yeah, and he says, "Gosh." He's been here only two days and caught more fish than we have in two weeks. So very yep. good. Right. Yeah. Right. Oh, hold on. I'm going to, I'm going to do the voice. Hold All on. Right. Hold on. All right. <laughs> okay. Uh, right. Let's ask him a secret. <laughs> and you could do blue hair guy too. Okay. 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 Um, it's no secret, fellas. The answer <laughs> is magic fish nerds with it. Your bait actually swims to the Swims to bulrushes and other hard-to-fish places where the big ones hide. <laughs> boy, oh boy, magic fishers for me. I'm going to send for it right now. Later that day. <clears throat> or you can... You can yeah, uh, here, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try a different, different voice right, here. Try it. Jack, but I might. Gee, magic fish nerd sure is wonderful. Uh, yeah, and with magic fish nerds, the luminous bait we can catch them at night too what beauties no fishless days for us thanks magic fish nerds <laughs> there's an old guy in the back says it's amazing some sport <laughs> all right so what is magic fish nerds i i don't there's know no, yeah i don't know there's no explanation all right, there's a couple of explanations I have. First of all, magic fishers might be illegal to use in 2018. That's my my theory is magic fish nerds is a piece of like plutonium mm. behind the strings, dragged to the water, and it just kills the fish as you come past them. That's a good theory. Yeah. Yeah. I, it makes a little bit of sense. 
Yeah. Now, just uh, some more information here. If you write today, you can order now. You will include, they will include a at no additional cost, an eighty-four foot cutty hunk type line and float. Yes, the same high test cutty hunk type line used by fishermen all over the country. The float clearly flashes signals. So does that help you? Yeah, that doesn't help me. <laughs> do, do you know what those those things are? Are I those know. real things? I a cutty hunk line. I should look that up. That's a word. I mean, Any- that seems like it could be a searchable thing. Magic fish nerds is hard. That's a weird combination of words. Yeah, it is. Um, pardon me. Uh, okay, so cutty hunk line is a really heavy duty fishing line used back in the nineteen forties. Um, it's a high braid. You can catch like huge, huge fish, like uh, uh, like uh, tuna fish with it. So it's a heavy, heavy braid. If you ice fish, it looks like ice fishing line, like that you would put on your tip ups or fishing traps. So that's what cutty line is. It's a real thing. There is some reality in this uh, in this article. But now there's a part of me, and I don't want to call Olaf a liar, but there's a part of me that thinks Olaf doctored this, doctored this uh, or <laughs> this cartoon a little bit. You think so? Well, I'm looking pretty close at the fonts here, and if you look in the uh, typeset. Um, where it describes mm. it's now easy to fish. Look, look where it says, and I'll put up at fishers.com. You'll be able to see this article, this, uh, <laughs> I don't want to call it article, this, this advertisement. But if you look where it says, uh, magic fishers does all the work, the, the word fish nerds has a different font, just slightly than everything else. Right. It yeah. could be for emphasis, though. It, it could very well be for emphasis, um, but it, it's it's a little bit different everywhere you see it than everything else on the page. So, yeah. and Olaf being an artist, um, you never know. <laughs> so, well, he did a hell of a job. He did a great job. It also might very well be real. Um, so, do you I think this was made in the nineteen forties? Is would that be your? Yes. So Olaf was sharing old comics he found where um, where he was showing uh, fishing was related to comics and some of the superheroes. I I forget the actual title of the thing. Uh, And he was sharing those all over Facebook the last few days. And then all of a sudden this shows up from from, presumably from the back of that comic. And so really hard to know. Uh, but I'll put pictures up at fishers.com and you can be the judge to see if the magic fish nerds is a real thing. I'll also use um, this for the cover art for this week's podcast. So if you're on our, on our Facebook group, you'll see it as our cover art this week. So I thought there might be clues, some clues in the, in the etymology of the word nerds. Oh, I love this. Okay. Right. But the word nerds was only invented in, in 1952 and first used in a Dr. Seuss. Really? So well, the word so nerd dates. Wow. Right. So either um, this, this writer of this was ahead of his time. Right. Or it's a goddamn lie. If it's, a, if it's not a lie, this is potentially the first known use of the word nerds. Now, is that from Wikipedia? Yeah. That's amazing. So you've really done some homework on this. I, I did a little bit. Um, I thought, you know, the only definition that the word nerds has ever had is, is kind of the way it's used now right. as, as a, you know, a nerd, like a, 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 a scholastically inclined uh, social misfit. Mm-hmm. Um, so 
I thought, you know, may, what else is called nerds in the candy nerds? Mm-hmm. I, I thought maybe that had something to do with it, but nerds candy just stole the name from Dr. Seuss. So right. everything, all roads lead to a dead end. Wow. Amazing. I, and that's, that's really, I had, I didn't even think to search for it. The, the, wow. So Olaf, the gig is up. <laughs> <laughs> We're calling you out. Yeah, uh, it might be a pick. Yeah, feel free to call Olaf and let us know what you think or uh, where where this really came from. You want to come out and tell us the truth, or do we have to keep going? <laughs> just just let it be a mystery. I love you it. know. There's so way, many I love mysteries it. left in this world. Yeah. Either either way, I love I I I I love this kind of stuff. I love that people are are listening to our show and are nerdy enough to like even think to try and do this to us. But you can't pull one off on Reed Messerschmitt. <laughs> that is what I know. So <laughs> that's true. That's true. But I, I'm also, uh, you know, I, I want to believe, as they I, say. I do too. I just, I, I was just hoping so much when I googled Magic Fish Nerds, I found some really kick-ass lure or right. something or some stink bait or something that would really kind of help me with this. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, knowing that where the word nerds come from, I mean, that just blows the whole thing out of the water. Right. Yeah, now, if he said this from 1954, then. But still, I mean, the definition just do- it doesn't make any sense, but <laughs> it could just be like an arbitrary name that they. Yeah. You know. Or is it possible that Dr. Seuss is a fraud? Yeah, probably. You know, him and Jock Jackson Pollock can go to hell. Let's well. Look. I don't know about that. I kind of, I love them both a little bit. Yeah, I do. You did. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Reed, we're going to wrap this. All right. Wrap this up. Do you have any final parting words for listeners of the fish nerds who might be interested in you and where to find you? Yeah. Um, irrationally exuberant, or excuse me, the irrationally exuberant.com um, on Instagram as exuberant. no, Jesus <laughs> on Twitter as exuberant pod and uh, Instagram as the irrationally exuberant podcast. And then read Messerschmitt gets metal is read gets metal dot blueberry dot net. Oh my God. I know clay. I know what I'm, happened to your own website at self promotion. It's just, it's not my strong suit. Um, and read gets metal on Instagram and Twitter. Right, and we will put links up at fishners.com to help yeah. you find all these links. Um, Read next week on the show, we're going to have uh, Rich Collins, our fly fishing correspondent, on. And we're going to find out more about slamming one's nipple in a fireproof strong box. More importantly, we're going to review the movie Hypothermia. Have you heard of this movie? No, is it new? It's brand new, straight to Netflix. Um, it stars uh, Daryl's brother from uh from walking dead i forgot the guy's name yeah, I, don't, I, don't know. I don't know but if you're a walking dead fan you will recognize him it's an ice fishing movie uh and there's terror on the ice and we're going to watch it we're going to review it on this show here uh if you want to be ready for it I, my suggestion is you go to netflix and you watch this show um oh no it wasn't netflix it was amazon it was on amazon straight to amazon Prime. So go to Amazon, watch the show. Um, when I, I'll just kind of just tell you right away. I, I, uh, I did watch the whole thing, and I recommend you do it too. But don't spoil it uh, until next week when we have a real time to take this whole movie apart. 
Uh, and it's all about ice fishing and terror on the ice. So really fun. Very exciting. Very, I will check that out. Yeah. So you can save yourself tw- two hours by not checking it out. All right, so, uh, <laughs> so that's it. You've listened to a bunch of fish nerds when you should have been fishing. We'd like to thank our families for supporting us while we podcast and while we act like a bunch of nerds. Special thanks to Reed Mesher Schmidt from the Irrationally Exuberant Podcast and some new metal podcast he's making. Special thanks to Fish Guy Josh for the social media stuff. Wally Pleasant for recording our theme song. Big fat thanks uh, to Wally. And uh, go ahead. <laughs> so until next time, follow the code of the fish nerds, spawn early and often. And never trust a free lunch with strings attached. And swim against the current every chance you get. Reed, you did it. You made a podcast. Yay! <laughs> Your 13th show. Whether you're fly fishing in a stream, getting those ankles wet, or deep in the ocean, casting nets, fish nerds. Fish nerds. a podcast just for the halibut fried in a basket or broiled in a pan eat it raw like you're in siam fish nerds fish nerds fish nerds it's a podcast yeah <laughs> yeah i i guessed it on another show literally five minutes before i started talking to you uh, so, what show was that um matthew hawker's show that's, that's the name of the show the matthew hawker show I, uh, I don't, is he famous i don't know he's on he's just on uh underdogs <laughs> but he's he has on underdogs yeah it was so those uh, if you're if you're still with us um there's a podcast group on facebook book called the underdog podcast group and that's where we pick up a lot of our friends um yeah and I, by the way if you are going to name a podcast after yourself either you have to already be famous or have to really hope i mean that's that's fishing if i ever heard it like, yeah, I, I, I did it. I, I don't know why, yeah. I, but I, yeah, I yeah. guess I'm, you know. You're fishing. Yeah. <laughs> the Reed Messerschmitt <laughs> Show with your host. I think I'm tr- maybe trying to create some kind of illusion of uh, being known. Fake it till you make it, man. Right. All right. I'm going to stop the recording there.